Introducing the Starwood Preferred Guest American Express Luxury Card, which is proud to support Let's Talk Points. Experience next-level luxury with this new card and earn 100,000 bonus points. Enjoy a $300 statement credit, an annual free night award, and gold elite status when qualifying for the card. Terms and conditions apply. Visit AmericanExpress.com slash SPG Let's Talk Points. Welcome to Let's Talk Points, a podcast from Marriott Traveler. In each episode, we share the true stories of incredible experiences from real holders of the Star Wars Preferred Guest American Express Luxury Card. Today, we talk with Janine, who is a reservist in the Air Force, about planning vacations around eating and redeeming points for food prepared by the most acclaimed chefs in the world. I'm your host, Dan Foreman. Now let's talk points. Yeah, that sounds great. great. So where are you calling from? Uh, so right now I'm actually calling from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm uh, an Air Force reservist out here. Oh, well, thank you for your service. Really appreciate that. What do you do yeah, no. when you're not um, away for the weekends? Uh, well, I'm a pilot for a major airline here in the U.S. Ah. And I fly out of, I fly out of San Francisco. Oh, okay. Great. I'll be in San Francisco next week. Um, that's so you must you travel. Your job is travel. You. That's right. I am a professional traveler. <laughs> so we have to talk about packing. We need to talk about points. <laughs> um, and so, are you able to book all of your hotel stays and get the points as a result? On, oh, yes, if I'm doing it. Um, uh, through regular travel, but like for the airline, they actually have contracts um, with the hotel. So we just check in under our flight number. So on those days, I don't get credit just when I travel for my own personal time. Uh-huh. And so how did you choose to put all of your personal travel or a lot of it on the SPG Amex? Uh, basically, because I, I, we love the program with SPG and with Marriott. Honestly, now that they're joined, it's, it's been pretty great. Uh, opened up a lot of other hotels, and uh, it's a great way since I get to travel. I don't need points for airline travel. I, I need points for staying. Uh, we basically try to use our SPG Amex all the time. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I'm actually even considering at this point, we were just looking at um, upgrading to the new, uh, I think it's an elite card. Oh, that's the SPG American Express luxury card, right? Yeah, yeah, that's looking pretty good. We actually just started, my husband and I just started talking about that. that is, so is that the reason you decided to become a pilot, because you just knew you were going to be able to rack up the points, or were there other reasons? <laughs> no, I decided to be a pilot just because I love traveling. And other... I, met, I met some other pilots, and I thought that would be a really cool job to do. Oh, I, I can imagine. Are there a lot of female pilots? There are not. We're actually only about 5% of the pilot force at the major airlines, oh, so we wow. have a long way to go. And and how about in the Air Force? I know you're a reservist, but do you know the percentage of female pilots in the service? I don't 
I don't know the percentage of female pilots. Um, the Air Force is about 20% female, or maybe even a little bit higher than that, but that's across all ranks, all jobs, everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what it is for the Air Force. Is there, um, is there a big difference between flying a commercial plane for a major airline and a military plane? Yes, because <laughs> the commercial airline is all scheduled travel. I mean, you know where you're going, um, when you're going, you get your schedule a week out. Flying um, for the Air Force, it's not scheduled travel. You're taking cargo in and out of places like Iraq or Afghanistan or or into the Pacific, uh, all over the world. Actually, I've been all over the world. The only continent I haven't gotten to land on yet is Antarctica. Wow, is that right? And Mm -hmm. how many countries have you flown in and out of? I wish I could count. They are actually too many to count. Wow. So your main route, I'm assuming, is is international. You're not a puddle jumper. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, with with um, my major airline, I uh, I basically fly uh, domestically Hawaii and maybe a little bit into Central America mm-hmm. or, yeah, Costa Rica, that type place. Uh, but with the military, it's been all over the world. Wow. That is impressive. Um, any, you know, you hear about certain airports that are just really difficult to get in and out of. I think there's one in Nepal that you, you have to do just a, a, a dive to get into. Um, uh, are there any that are particularly hard? Uh, there's a few. There's one um, I have not had to go to it. Um, I think it's in Quito. There's one that's at the airports at about 10,000 feet. Uh, Mexico City is pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. And even in the U.S., uh, you know, there's some fields that are in places where you're moving around terrain and you're taking a route into the airport to avoid mountainous type areas. Sure. Wow. that That's exhilarating. All right. So you, you have you're racking up these points. You're traveling around the world. Uh, you work for an airline, so when you're not traveling for work, you're able to. to uh, what's the seat called? The is it a jump seat? You're able to jump seat or pass riding. Yep. So you're able to travel. Um, what are some of your favorite destinations that you visited? Let's see. Well, I love uh, Barcelona, Paris. Uh, last year we went to Japan, to Tokyo and Kyoto, and that was amazing experience. I found that Paris, I went last year, I want to say with my wife, maybe two years ago now, uh, recently in my life. And it's one of these places that is hyped beyond belief. However, when I got there, it lived up to all of the hype. I don't know if you found the same thing. It just, it can't be overhyped. Oh, exactly. And honestly, I've been there. I think my husband and I have gone maybe four or five times. And so I love to even just go sit on the street at a cafe and have a croissant and and some coffee and just watch the people. It, it's it just it just has such an incredible feel. The city has an incredible feel to it. Oh, without a doubt. It's definitely one of my favorites out of all the places I've been. Uh how did you switching gears a little bit? You seem to be a foodie. You obviously spent a lot of points, over 200,000 points for a food experience. How did you fall in love with food? And is it a big part of the reason you travel? Yes. Yes, it is. Actually, I, my husband and I are both really big foodies, and we kind of acquired it over time. Um, 
I find that the really fine food is like art. It's like art on a plate or the blending of the different flavors is like blending paint on a palette and, and, and putting it onto a canvas to make something beautiful. And that's what I find with uh, some of the really nice fine foods. And so uh, when that experience showed up in the moments uh, to have dinner at Elaine Passard's restaurant, up Parish in Paris, I, I jumped at the chance. And were you already going to be in Paris, or was this a trip that you designed just for this? It was a trip designed just for that. <laughs> we we went for the weekend to go have to go have dinner. <laughs> that is amazing. So, um, how what what was the experience you bid on? What was the exact experience? It, it was it was a, a chef's dinner with wine pairing at Auperge. Uh, Chef Elaine Passard, and I believe he just got uh, an award for being uh, like number seven in the world for being uh, one of the best chefs. My husband and I had actually been there on our 20th anniversary nine years ago. We had picked that restaurant to go to. And uh, when I saw the experience pop up again, I was like, I just jumped at it. It was an amazing, amazing experience. The couples that were there, uh, people from all over the world and all over the, the country, there were about I think seven or eight couples and we were all friends and laughing and experiencing the food oh. together for the whole evening. It was wonderful. That's amazing. Now, when you won the experience, um, f- first of all, how did, how did it make you feel? And was there any doubt you were going to bring your husband? Oh, no doubt. I was going to bring my <laughs> husband because it was for his birthday. <laughs> okay. It probably would have been slightly awkward any... to win it and then yeah. say, honey, uh, not sorry. <laughs> yeah um so no there was no doubt about that it was definitely it was the first time i had tried um doing a bidding experience in the moments and so uh it should have ended at eight o'clock and it it in the morning and it it went on for about another 35 minutes because it it resets and that that's the exciting part of the auction right there and i I was definitely in doubt as to whether or not i was going to get did you have to up your bid Oh, yes. <laughs> so was there a strategy that you took to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, here's what I'm, I value it at. I value it at X amount of points. I'm going to go in, uh, you know, 50% lower and then every hour increase by 12%. Was there any strategy like that? <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but it was, I had set, you know, we had talked, I'd set in my mind what I thought I would go up to, um, because going into the actual final end of the auction, there's not much activity until um, maybe about a half hour or 15 minutes before the auction is going to end. And I was just there and I just, you know, you, you get to see whether your bid is live and is the correct one. And I went up to what I had originally planned on. And by then I had decided I was willing to go higher than that if I needed to. <laughs> and what would you have done if the, the bidding ended while you were en route? You were flying, you're working. Oh, I wouldn't have been able to bid on the experience and I would have been very sad. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think I think there's a way you can put in a maximum bid and just let it ride. Um, but since this was the first time I'd done it, I was there live for, for that auction. But I believe there might be a way to set it and then it'll just automatically bid for you while you're away. Okay. I got to look into that. I, I'll have to look. So I'll have to look. When you arrived in Paris and you're, you're getting ready... How did you guys feel getting ready to go to this this meal experience? It's not more uh, than a meal. 
Oh, yeah, it was a whole experience. It was amazing. I mean, they gave us, he gave everybody his book, Cooking with Vegetables, signed to each couple. Uh, oh, he was there. They had a champagne. Oh, yes. So he, he gave us personal tours of the kitchen, uh, the pastry room, the vegetable prep room. So we got to see all the behind the scenes stuff. Wow. All his sous chefs. It was, well, it was a lot, a lot smaller than we had seen in the United States for a three-star restaurant. The, the prep area they had, we were surprised at how amazing the food can be with that small of a prep area. And uh, so next time you hear anyone complaining about how small their kitchen is, you can just say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that won't improve the cooking, probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how many courses was this meal? Oh, a lot. And did did, to... did Elaine impart any uh, you know tips and tricks of how to navigate a kitchen and and that if improved your cooking? No, he didn't really talk about the cooking too much. I wish that he had. That would have been really neat. But he was busy uh, most of the time, uh, basically running through all the different items making sure the stuff was correct coming out. Yeah, and but he did take the time to come in and, and, and meet with each one of us. That's great. So you really got to connect with one of the top 10 chefs in the world. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, I think we offer there's a number of other, uh, I think Daniel Balud and Eric Repair, a number of other phenomenal chefs offer moments on our platform. Have you thought about bidding on any of those? Yes, absolutely. It just hasn't lined up with when I could uh, have time off yet. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I did a um, I did a master class with Danielle Balud last year, where he it was at his restaurant Danielle on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and he we were able to prepare dishes with him. He would call up. I think there were five tables. There was 25 people at most there and each table came up and prepared a dish with him and I so I was slicing some fish and it was the sharpest knife I have ever felt in my life it was just like cutting through air this fish and he was giving me uh, advice and techniques of how to properly slice this on an angle and I cut it two or three times and he's like no 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 good you're, you're next and so I got dismissed from slicing the fish um, so I kind of slunk back to my table, but it was an amazing experience, one that I'll have forever. I have photos of me slicing the fish uh, with him next to me. Did you? Were you able to get photos with Elaine? Yes, yes, we were. That was really exciting to have photos of Elaine. And uh, Marriott had sent a photographer over, so all of us got links back to professional photographs of all the courses oh. and all of us. And, and so that was pretty amazing, too. And I, I believe it was about 13 different courses, but some of them were like they would do vegetable tartlets. So it was three different tartlets instead of just one, each one a different color. And they were serving a lot of uh, rhubarb. It's whatever's in oh. season. Uh, Chef Passard, um, they uh, do all their own vegetables on their own farm using manual techniques, animals to, to hoe the rows. And uh, that's part of how he has done such an amazing job as he farms all his own vegetables. And can you taste the difference? The Were you able to taste the freshness? Oh yes, absolutely. And some of the things that he did, he did a, a white asparagus that was wrapped in rhubarb 
and cooked. Uh, and when you went to cut it, they gave you a steak knife to cut it. And it really was almost reminiscent of eating meat, it, the texture of it. And then these wonderful flavors. Absolutely amazing. Wow. That is, it sounds like something you might even be able to reproduce to a degree in your kitchen. I could try. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We could all try. You know, there's a reason he is who he is. And we are, you know, there's a reason I am, uh, I work at Marriott rather than being a Michelin, uh, have a Michelin awarded uh, restaurant. Um, so where, what other amazing restaurants have you been to that are just, you know, top of your list? Top of my list. Uh there's a two-star restaurant in the town of Arles, but I don't remember the name of it. It's in Arles, France, and it was absolutely incredible. The chef worked with dots of color. Uh, it's an area where Van Gogh used to paint, and so these dishes had so much color to them. They were just absolutely incredible. And I remember one of the dishes was an artichoke heart with a poached oyster inside that was just an exquisite exquisite dish and then we've been living in northern california we're really lucky because we're right near french laundry we went to the french laundry on our 25th anniversary and that was pretty amazing and we went to meadowwood which is another three star mm -hmm. in the napa area for an anniversary it, it sounds they're like all a, absolutely incredible a lot of your trips and vacations are centered around food they are we try we try to find good food it doesn't always have to just be um, the Michelin starred places, going someplace in a foreign country and finding like homey food is also part of what we search out. And where does, what are some good spots that you might be able to recommend either in, as in San Francisco, since I'm going to be there? Ah, okay. Let's see. Uh, if you want really amazing um, Vietnamese uh, fast food, there's a restaurant it's just south of the Tenderloin, but even people from uh, the financial district go to it. Um, sorry, I'm having trouble remembering the name of it. Tulan. Tulan. Okay. It's called Tulan. Um, it's absolutely incredible dive food. Dive, dive place, dive food, great flavors. I will have to check that out. I'm, I'm looking up the address as we talk. That, that's a cool tip. I, I love Vietnamese food. Um, and have you spent any time exploring restaurants in New York City or D.C.? I have not done restaurants in D.C. at all. And not no, not really in New York. I would love to go to Daniel someday. That's on my list. Well, I could um, say well worth it. The most extraordinary meal I've ever had. Um, my wife's a little jealous. Uh, it's caused some friction in our marriage because I went for work. <laughs> she wasn't able to be there, but you know, <laughs> life's short. You got to yeah. eat well. <laughs> so, um, yes. what, what beyond Danielle, do you have any other restaurants on the bucket list? Hmm. Not that have made it to the top of the list yet. A lot of times if we're going to travel somewhere, that's when I start doing the research on what restaurants are available. In fact, we're planning on taking a trip to Spain at the end of this month. Um, we're going to bring my mother and father-in-law, and I think we're going to take a cooking class in Sevilla on tapas, oh. Spanish tapas. Yes. And there is a 
single, oh, there's one restaurant with one Michelin star. So I think we're going to try and get reservations there for, mm-hmm. for a special dinner while we're out. I think we might have some moments in Barcelona centered around food that are worth checking out. Oh, I would definitely do that. Barcelona is in my top five cities in the world. It, it's beautiful there. One day, one day I hope to get there. So how do you, do you remember the meal or the experience that really got you into food? And you're like, I, we have to center our trips around, you know, food. We're going to make our reservations for the restaurant and then we'll make our, our reservations for the hotel. <laughs> well, that's what we did on this last one to Paris. Uh, I can't think of an actual specific moment. A few years ago in California, some of the restaurants in the wintertime were running um, Saturday cooking classes. And, and they might be interactive or they might be a demo by the chef. And um, uh, we were taking some of those. And that's where the chefs were speaking about the quality of the ingredients and how paying a little bit more or going to a farmer's market, getting stuff that's fresh really makes a difference in the food. And, and they're right. And it really was an eye-opening moment that changed how I cook and how I like to experience food. That's amazing. So what are, do you have any tips for, you know, obviously you're very lucky. Uh, I mean, not just luck went into it, but as a pilot, you get to travel for, for free, but that's not everyone uh, is able to do that. Uh, you stay in a lot of hotels, uh, but again, you actually, you said that um, corporate arranges that. But what tips would you have for people to amass points so they can use it to redeem for amazing food experiences? Well, I think the, the, the credit cards are a great way to, um, to, to gain points because you're getting points for doing things like buying groceries that you'd buy anyway or putting gas in your car. And then when you're staying at these places, you're accruing points even faster. So I think that's a fantastic way. And then picking, you know, the hotel chain that you like and then sticking with it, having brand loyalty um, to make reservations. And hopefully uh, Marriott brand loyalty, I think. Is that what, no, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's, that really sounds great. Uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, well, I was going to tell you, you know, with all, so I stay at all the different hotels and I'm not saying this because I'm on the phone with you. <laughs> First of all, I've had my, I've had my Starwood card for, well over 15 years because I really loved staying in those hotels. And then since then, the joining with Marriott together has just, again, expanded things. But out of all the hotels I stay at, I prefer those, those the Marriott and Starwood properties. The Westin, the regular Marriott is my favorite places to stay. So you have my brand loyalty. <laughs> I love to hear that. Thank you so much for your time, Janine. Uh, thank you for bidding on the experiences, for loving food, and for your sharing your experiences with us today. Okay, well, thank you for talking. I, I appreciate it. You have a great day. You too. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Points, where we explore places you know, gain new perspectives, and share the unique member experiences that make travel special. Let's Talk Points is hosted by me, Dan Foreman. It is produced and edited by Goat Rodeo.
To access more unique audio content from Marriott Traveler, visit traveler.marriott.com slash podcasts and subscribe today. Introducing the Starwood Preferred Guest American Express Luxury Card, which is proud to support Let's Talk Points. Experience next-level luxury with this new card and earn 100,000 bonus points. Enjoy a $300 statement credit, an annual free night award, and gold elite status when qualifying for the card. Terms and conditions apply. Visit AmericanExpress.com slash SPG Let's Talk Points. Traveler.